I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hi, welcome back. Um, I want to start this off by saying I'm really sorry this episode's a week late. I genuinely planned on releasing this the week after. Um, basically we moved and it was like a real process. And also with work and whatnot, I did not end up having enough time to throw this episode together. Um, and of course I was having computer issues this week. You know, never a boring day in my life. Um, so, I put this out as soon as I possibly could. Glad to have you here. Alright, so, like I said last week, we are talking about Clown. Um, I was really iffy about doing this one because I was thinking, like, you know, maybe I'll do, like, a Clown series or something like that. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> if I do it, I'll just leave this off of it, I guess. Um, but give a little synopsis here. Um, basically, this movie is about a man who is this man named what is his name? Kent. Kent. He is a real estate agent. And his dad, or his son, has a birthday party. But the clown that they hired fell through. So conveniently, he finds this clown costume in the house he's selling and throws it on and goes to his kid's birthday party and has a great time. Until the next day when the clown costume won't come off. Um... Basically, we follow Kent as he struggles to get the clown suit off. And also, as he discovers the dark truth about this costume he put on from this random basement. Alright, so, cast. We have Andy Powers playing Kent. We have Laura Allen playing Meg. Laura Allen has a really familiar face. I don't know why I recognize her from. We have Peter Stormare as Carlson. Christian Stefano as Jack. Um, Chuck Shimada as Walt. Elizabeth Whitmere, Whitmere as Denise. Yeah, that is our cast um (laughs) okay so i don't really know many of these actors at all the guy also has a familiar face and according to imdb what's his name andy powers according to his imdb he was a fairy commuter (laughs) in spider-man no way home 
Um, he was also in an episode of SVU. Yeah. He has a familiar face, though, just like the other lady, but I don't recognize them from anything, except for I do recognize Laura Allen from the 4400. That makes sense. That makes sense. She was Lily. That makes sense. Okay, Queen. We love her. Okay, so anyway, let's dive in. Also, I just want to thank everyone who's been listening, because, I mean, this is as of uploading my sixth episode. Like, I Know Who Killed Me has, like, 30-some listens, and that's pretty fun. Um, So thanks to everyone who's been listening. Um, I have a lot planned. Um, I'm going to be having people come on, and these aren't going to be, like, any, like, other podcasters or anything necessarily, but, um, just some of my really good friends, you know, I have some really good friends that we just are funny. All of my friends are great and they're funny. Um, so I think that doing that with them would be really fun and I'm really excited to do those. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, And I'm excited for you guys to meet my friends, too. Um, Yeah. Alright, so we open up on a a child's scream. And it's just lovely, great. You know, that's an awesome start to a film. Um, But this is Jack's birthday party. And Jack is the child of Ken and Meg. Um, he is having a clown-themed birthday party. What kind of fucking little psycho is, like, yeah, you know, like, I know Avengers are, like, really hot right now, and I know that, like, you know, I don't know, what was cool back then? Like, Ben 10 (laughs) is, like, real hot right now, but I want to have a clown party. That is just so unnerving. I don't like it. Um, But then we find out through Meg's sister, I think Denise is who this is, um, trying to offer her a glass of wine. Meg can't drink it because she's pregnant. Oh my God. And they're celebrating. But then her dad walks up and she shuts up right away. Um, So then he asks, He's coming, right? Referring to Ken, who is not there yet. And she goes, yeah, he's just running late. So Meg's dad kind of gives me the vibe that or he, he doesn't like Ken. He doesn't necessarily trust Ken. There's some sort of resentment there. Um, it's more than just like a, you know, no one's good enough for my daughter. It's very much like there's something off about that guy. He needs to get his shit together. So then the phone rings and Meg goes and answers it. And she finds out that they double booked the clown. So there's some other psychopath child out there in the world who has booked the same clown that Jack had for his party. Um, Elsewhere, Ken is at one of his houses. He's showing he's a real estate agent. Um, 
and he gets this call from his wife pretty much saying like, hey, um, the clown canceled. And where the fuck are you? He's like, I'm on my way, I'm on my way. And he's got to improvise or something, right? So he goes into the basement of this house he's showing. And there's a trunk kind of hidden down there. And he opens it. And there's a clown costume. Crazy how that happens, huh? Huh. Um, I would suggest putting it in the washer, maybe. Um, you know, looks a little dingy. Another thing I really want to point out is that when he's on the phone with Meg, he says, I'll be home soon, it's okay, and ends the conversation and hangs the phone up. There's... And I'm not criticizing him for not saying I love you or anything, but she definitely seems annoyed with the fact that he just, like, hung up. Like, so we are kind of getting subtle hints. Maybe this man is kind of, like, absent-minded and doesn't, isn't necessarily with it. So back at the house, um, Jack is really excited for the clown, but he's sad his dad's gonna miss it. And Meg and Meg sits him down and she's like, Hey hon, I have some bad news for you. There's a mix up at the party emporium, which is just the best name for a business ever. So much party, so much emporium. Um but then they're interrupted by, Hey guys, it's Dumb Dumbo the Clown. And Kent comes through in this clown costume, and it is fucking terrifying. I, okay, now, I I know I already got on Jack for being, like, a fan of clowns. That's odd. But I think anyone who appreciates the art of clowning <laughs> as a child, like the ones who actually enjoy the clowns, would see this and be very alarmed. He is wearing very muted colors. His wig is very, very gross. His paint is really, really scary. What the fuck? This is a children's birthday party. Insane. It's a horrifying costume. It really is. So the party ends and Jack is asleep on the floor watching some really scary shit about a clown who can't laugh. Um, and Ken comes to pick him up and he goes, all right, time to go to bed. I gotta go back to the circus. And Jack goes, I know your dad. And then Kent goes, no, I'm not. I'm demo, but I hear your dad's a great guy. I actually heard the polar opposite of that. So then he's sitting on the couch and Meg comes up and she's like, hey, I got a surprise for you. I have something to tell you. He's like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, but like, I don't want to give you the surprise because like you're dressed like a clown and it's weird. And she remarks that the outfit doesn't have a zipper. And he's like, yeah, it slid right on. Um, so while they're making out, 
Meg gets up and she goes, I'm gonna go take a shower. No, actually, actually, let me tell you. It's like, I wanna tell you, but like, I don't know, like you might need a change. And he goes, we can make a clown baby. Rightfully so, she gets up to take a shower and she says, I'm gonna go take a shower. Take that off before I come back. Um, Kent lays back on the couch and falls asleep. And he's awoken in the morning by Meg calling his name. Um, He fell asleep in the clown costume without trying to take it off. Huh. Couldn't be me. Um, And also his skin is going to hate him. Because he left the makeup on too. Also, can we just take a moment? Power move by Meg. Because she said, hey, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to come back down and give you a surprise. But he woke up in the morning on the couch. Which means she lied to him. As she should, queen. Um, But she's very confused as to why he's still clown. And he's like, I don't know. I think this wig might be stuck on. And she's like, maybe if you didn't sleep in it. Maybe. Um, But he finds out that he has to take Jack to school because she's running late for work. Um, So, but he has a showing that he has to show up to. Not a showing, I'm sorry. He's meeting with a crew, like a construction crew. Um, But he has to take Jack to school first. He pulls up as a clown and drops Jack off and... He gets out of the car, and then Kent goes, wait, Jack, you forgot your lunch. He has to get out of the car and hand Jack his lunch. And Jack goes, thanks, Dumbo. And then Kent looks into, like, towards, like, the kids and teachers and stuff. And I just know these teachers and parents think he's a pedophile. Like, that sucks. That's embarrassing. I I would be like, honey, you are on permanent kid drop-off. I can never go back. Um, and wouldn't you know it, Kent actually shows up to meet the crew at this house dressed like a clown. Um, the crew asks why, they're confused, like, who are you? And he goes, I'm Kent. You're Miguel, right? Like, didn't I speak to you on the phone? And Miguel's like, why are you a clown, though? And Kent goes, do you guys have kids? <laughs> I don't, but I still thought that was funny. Um, also, Miguel is kind of fine. Uh, hi, Miguel. Um, anyway, Kent has makeup remover, and he's able to get the face paint off. But the wig, the costume, and the nose are still stuck. And he's sitting here like, damn, like, if only there was something around here that could help me. Um, there's an open drawer in the bathroom where he's at. And there's a box cutter. And he goes, oh, great. I'm, I'm like, okay. So he takes this box cutter, right, to the, like, the wrist. He, he's going to, like, cut the costume off around his wrist. So he slides it in between, like, the costume and 
his arm as far as he can get. And he starts cutting around. And wouldn't you know it, he slits his wrist open. And he goes, oh, God, oh, jeez. Oh, God, oh, jeez. Like, he's bleeding everywhere like a fucking dumbass. Like, yeah, dude, you're an idiot. You are an idiot. Um, And he goes, damn, that didn't work. I, I gotta find something better. So he goes downstairs. <laughs> he grabs a power saw. <laughs> Hi, so quick at it. It was not a power saw. It was actually like one of those electric hand saws. Um, didn't want to give the wrong image. I am a storyteller. And I want to make sure that you are immersed in the real experience. So yeah, it's that. And and you're like, okay, well, like, he's probably going to do the other wrist so he doesn't, like, cut it anymore. But no, he, he decides to go straight for the neck. <laughs> Just straight for the neck. And he says it as he's going there. This is a bad idea. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Um, but he doesn't cut his neck or anything. He starts to try to cut the costume off by the neck. And it snaps the entire blade in half. Kent, my guy. Back at the house, Meg goes outside because the dog is going nuts and she calls for him. And his name is Shadow! His name is Shadow. I'm sorry, guys. I just love when dogs are named Shadow. It's just such a great dog name. More people need to name their dog Shadow. I'm very homeward bound. Um... She turns her. She looks out and she notices that there's like a swing set, but like only one chain is hanging there. And she's kind of confused, like where did that come from? She turns around and she's jump scared by her dad. Um, what's his name? Because I announced his character and his actor, but I never really called him by that. Walt. Walt. Walt is there, and he's like, hey, and I figured I'd put this together for Jack as a surprise. And Meg goes, wasn't Kent supposed to do that? And again, his dad's like, well, her dad's like, well, yeah. Walt's like, yeah. He never did, though. So, like, again, uh, shitting on Kent. Hmm. Um... Kent comes home and he's freaking out. Meg looks at him and just goes, you went to work like that? And he goes, no, honey, you don't understand. I can't get the thing off. It literally won't come off. Like, I cut my wrist. Like, I broke a saw. And <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and she's like, okay, honey, calm down. Calm down. Like, She's laughing. Like, she thinks this is genuinely funny, which is, I get it. Like, he, he's a clown, but also a very scary one. A very scary one. Um. <clears throat> so, pretty much then, Meg takes him into the bathroom, and she's gonna pull this nose off with one of those, like, pinchy tools the doctors use. Like, she's a nurse. She a nurse. Wash the clothes, um, make dinner, dessert. And... She starts to pull, and it's kind of tricky. She's like, what the hell? Did you use, like, glue or something? And he goes, no, I didn't. Um, so she goes, okay, it's going to be just like a Band-Aid, okay? Just like a Band-Aid. Just like a Band-Aid. Okay, grab the wall, 
And then she puts her foot up on the sink and she just yanks this nose and it flies off on the floor and Shadow eats it. Um, the nose, the clown nose took a good chunk of the front of his nose off with it too. So like his nose skin is kind of missing. And Meg's comforting him and puts a hand on his head and she's like, did you perm and dye your hair? He says, no, this is a wig. And she goes, no, like, this is coming from your scalp. Like, what the fuck? Um, so then Ken goes, oh, so then Ken goes, Kent goes to the doctor. And the doctor says, maybe someone's playing a prank on you. What prank? The kind of prank where you like perm and dye someone's hair in their sleep and super glue a costume to their skin or cement it because it broke a power saw and the nose and just all of this. Like, and then, like, what do you mean a prank? And Kent's like, who would do that? And then the doctor says, um, what happened to your wrist? And Kent's like, I cut it on accident. And the doctor says, Mr. McCoy, if you need to talk to somebody, and Kent goes, ha, very funny. At the end of the day, Kent is being a dick to this doctor, kind of. So he's not really likable. He's really not. Um... <laughs> then the doctor asks, what kind of paint do you usually use? And Kent yells, I'm not a clown! <laughs> While clown. <laughs> While in full clown. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> um... So then later that night, Kent falls asleep in the shower. I think he's trying to just, like, make it loose or find some way to get it off. I don't know. He's got... I don't know. He's kind of struggling. Um, so then he goes into the kitchen, and he starts eating cake with his hands. Um... And then the next day we see Shadow is just tearing this garbage up. Tearing it up like a straight up raccoon. Then Meg wakes up and she comes down and she's about to take Jack to school. She walks into the kitchen and it is destroyed. There is food everywhere. All the cupboards are open. Pans are, pots and pans are all over the place. Um fucking um it, and it's so funny because they even show the counter and there's like cereal literally just pouring out of the box on the counter and he left a note and yeah so he just dipped so Kent goes back to this house he got the costume from and he calls the office and he's asking for files on 
the person who owned the house, Martin Carlson. Um, he's asking for these files and they can't seem to find them or something. He's attempting to get the box that the costume came in. It's like this huge chest. And as he drags it, it stops and is halted. And he looks and realizes it's chained to the fucking wall. Bro, if you had noticed this before you put the shit on, imagine. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people. Not that imagine. Not that imagine. <laughs> I'm not trying to get canceled already. This is only episode, like, six. Um, but... With that being said... Um... He starts cutting his hair and dyeing it. Um, he also, like, puts some concealer, foundation, whatever on, and he goes to pick up these files, and he has sunglasses and a beanie on. Y'all, he looks so scary. He looks so scary. Like, he doesn't look like a real person. And his secretary is, like, really, really alarmed. Um... He goes in and he grabs these files. And as he's walking out, he bumps into his secretary. I'm assuming she's his secretary. She's wearing a secretary's outfit. She was outside his office. She said, hello, mister. And that's usually a secretary, right? Like in every movie. Um, but you know what? In my version of this movie, she's the CEO. Because she's a woman. Um, period. <laughs> um, but he bumps into her... And then he coughs up this, like, gross, nasty shit all over her. Like, ew! Ew! Gross! Um, and she's obviously disgusted. Like, who wouldn't be? Jesus. But then he just gets out of there quick as fuck. As I'm sure one would in that situation. So now Ken is looking through these files of the owner of this house. Um, and he's at a diner. Um, he looks through and finds out that the owner is dead. So, like, he doesn't really know what to do at this point. That was his, really his only lead. Um, <coughs> but suddenly his stomach starts to growl. And he looks up, and there is a little girl leaning over the back of the booth looking at him. And he's really, really hungry. Um, then he's at a costume shop, and our opening shot we get, we jump shot to this hot goth girl going, ew, and I love her. She may get a favorite character for this episode. I don't know. I love her energy. She says, that costume is gross. We don't carry anything as disgusting as that. And he goes, okay, well, like, what do you carry? And she goes, 
costumes. Like, that's what we do. And she starts looking through a book of vendors. And as she flips a page, he sees one that says Carlson. He's like, oh, that must be me. And he snatches it up. And he runs out. Um, Then he calls a number. The number for the for the company and this man picks up and he's like hello and he's like and Kent goes hey you know this guy Martin and he goes oh yeah Martin I know him um and Kent asks you know about the clown costume and this guy goes okay whatever you do don't touch the costume and he's very very stern about it and Kent goes I'm wearing it and this man on the phone Carlson um, he, he completely changes his demeanor he goes oh well that's okay um, and Kent goes well I'm having a really hard time getting it off and Carlson goes Oh, well, you know why that is? It's because of your body heat mixing with the old fibers. It's making it hard to get off. And Kent goes, oh, thank God that makes a little more sense. I've been going crazy. And I'm like, does it really make sense, though? (laughs) Like, I don't know much about fibers, but I just feel like that doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't know. Fashion majors listening to the pod, please let me know. Do old fibers and body heat make stick? Let me know. Yeah, so Kent turns up at this um, costume warehouse to meet Carlson. And he can't find him. It's completely empty. And there's, like, mannequins standing to the left behind him. And, like, we don't notice it until he steps up. But one of these mannequins is actually fucking Carlson. And he just says, hello, and jump scares the fuck out of Kent. It is so funny. Um, Why did you think that was the move, Carlson? Well, we'll move forward because there's potential that this was on purpose. He was not just being a dick. He was actually trying to accomplish something. Um, He offers Kent some tea. And Kent's like, yeah, sure. Um... So they're hanging out, and he's drinking tea, and Kent goes, how do I get this costume off, though? Like, let, let's let's get to that, because it's been, like, a, a few days, and I haven't peed. Um, so this man, Carlson, completely ignores his question, and he goes, do you know where the legend of the clown originated? And Kent goes, no, please tell me. I would love to know about my newfound heritage. Um, But, basically, we find out that the clown was initially this demonic figure who lived up in a cave in the wintry mountains. And he was called the Cloyne. He would essentially lure children into his cave and eat them. Um he would take five children, one for every month of winter. Um, But 
basically what happens is the coin eventually becomes forgotten about. And he is not accumulating any child traffic anymore. So he is getting hungry. This is when he converts from the cloin to the clown. And the clown's goal was to make children smile and laugh and entertain them and lure them in so then it could kill them. Um, so this is, like, a really cool story. And I'm sure Kent's wondering, like, when we get to the punchline because, like, he wants the suit off. But, like, the punchline is coming sooner than he expects because he starts to get blurry vision and he realizes he's been drugged. Lord. Um. So Kent comes to to the sound of a knife being sharpened. And then he tries to move and he realizes that he is tied down. Um, he starts freaking out. He's still really groggy because he's off of, I don't know, like chloroform, whatever fucking drug was in there. The man is like, oh shit, you're up. That's crazy. You actually weren't supposed to be up for a while because this is not for you to know about. But like, I gotta kill you. I gotta decapitate you because it's the only way to kill the demon. I'm really sorry. Um, but the thing is, is he's holding like this giant fucking meat cleaver. So like Kent is kind of freaking out. Um, as Carlson swings the blade down, Kent is actually able to get himself loose and rolls out of the way and barely misses the blade. Except for he doesn't really technically miss because once they're broken apart, Kent realizes that the blade is lodged in his shoulder and he just goes, what the fuck? And he throws the blade across the room. So... Then they start to scuffle. Like, Kent is throwing him around. Carlson grabs a gun. And is about to take him out. But Kent kind of overpowers him and takes the better of him. And... Kent goes, why are you doing this? And Carlson responds with... That's not a costume you're wearing. It's the skin of a demon. What the fuck? I'm sorry, I, I didn't. What the fuck are you doing? It's not a costume. So this, this is why clown, like the lore behind this killer clown in this movie is so interesting. I love that line and it gives me chills every time because holy shit, that's fucked up. 
imagine, just, like, imagine that. Let that run through your head. Like, you have a child, and you find this convenient clown costume, and you're about to make his day. You're about to make up for this shitty, which is, fuck that clown who canceled. Like, he's got a lot of explaining to do. Um, but you put on this costume, and you're just, like, willy-nilly going to make your child happy, and suddenly you are wearing the skin of a demon that eats children. What a fucking transition. But again, such a cool idea. Um, so Kent runs home, and he runs in the house, and he's got, like, blood all over him. He's like, yo, babe. He's running up to Meg, like, yo, babe, like this crazy man just tried to kill me. He tried to chop my head off. And, um, he says I'm turning into a demon and she's not really responding. And he stops and looks and Denise and her husband and Meg's father, Walt, are just chilling. Hey, Kent. <laughs> Awkward. Um, so, Ken's trying to get them to understand this. And they are just like, you you need to get it together. Like, you're losing it. You won't take this clown costume off. You're spouting all these delusions. Still haven't bit that, built that swing set. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? And Kent goes, come outside. Look, I have the man in the car. He takes them all outside. And this man is tied up in the backseat, screaming. Um. So Dave who I'm assuming is Denise's husband, um, steps forward and he's like, cut this shit out. This is, this is stupid. And he goes to pull the wig off of his head. Kent grabs his arm and like pushes it back and his wrist bone snaps and is popping, is like protruding from his arm. And Kent's like, Oh, shit. Everyone's freaked out. And as Kent hops in the car and drives away, he tells Meg to meet him at the police station before completely demolishing the mailbox. So on his way to the police station, he looks in the rearview mirror and he goes, you're going to jail, man. You're going to jail. And this man's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're literally turning into a demon. I don't care. Um... So then as he's driving, he looks and he notices that one of his fingers is starting to extend. Like it's growing. Um, and while he's distracted by this, Carlson in the back seat proceeds to use the tie his hands are bound with to wrap it around Ken's neck and strangle him. So he's like driving, he's like whipping while he's being strangled and like fighting and... It's honestly really, really fucking tense. Um, but after a while and after a struggle, Ken slams on the brakes and he swerves into like, I guess this little like hut, like a gas station maybe kind of thing. Um, and just slams into the wall. Um, he's okay. He gets out of the car and goes to the check on Carlson and he pulls him out and he's like you know like what the fuck is the deal with you and Carlson just goes you have to kill yourself it's the only way you have to kill yourself um then the man dies 
Um, Carlson is dead. But Ken walks away and his... Kent walks away and his stomach starts growling. He looks over and this man has pulled over to check and make sure if he's okay. And his three kids are looking at Kent through the back window. And Kent runs off. So he never showed up at the police station. But Meg fucking did! Meg showed up to the police station probably like, where the hell is he? Like, what a dick! How many men on this podcast have I used the term dick to describe? It's a real issue. Um, but while Meg's at this police station, the the cop asks her, what was he wearing last? Meg, Meg, Meg looks down sheepishly and she goes, a long coat and a hat. Baby, that ain't gonna cut it. You gotta tell him that your husband's dressed like a clown. <laughs> I am so sorry, sweetie, but you have to. It's gonna narrow down a lot of suspects. <laughs> oh, God, Meg. But then she goes home. And her dad is there. And he's like, hey, you know... Why don't why don't you and Jack come stay with me for a while? I don't feel right having you around Kent. He's a little weird right now. And Meg Strap says, "Dad, he was scared. Like he was really scared." And she this is why I like Meg so much as a character is because usually when you have these scenarios in movies, it's the significant other of the person going through this, not believing them, and kind of doubting them. Mostly men. Mostly the men are doubting the women. But Meg, even though she can't necessarily grasp what is going on, she understands that Kent is scared. Even if what he's saying isn't logical and doesn't make sense, she can put together that he's not in control of his behavior, necessarily. Um, But then she goes off and runs into Jack. And Jack just goes, Is this my fault? This is sad! This is sad, because because technically, yes, a little. You know, like... What normal child likes clowns? Um, but also, like, no, this is very much your father's fault, King. Like, if he would have just, like, paid attention and seen the chains on the costume box, you guys wouldn't be here. You wouldn't. Um, but she goes, no, honey, it's not your fault. She tucks him into bed and whatnot. Um, so then... We are, it's nighttime still, and we are at a campground with this random family. Um, We see this young boy who is sleeping in his tent. And we get jump scared by someone reaching their hand in and grabbing his leg and shaking him. And it's someone who this little boy is camping with and says, Hey, mom and dad want you to take care of that plate you use. And the kid goes, Okay, whatever. So this kid gets up, and he goes to grab the plate, 
And as he's walking, he drops the plate and he's like frozen. We then see that Kent is like laying like next to a tree or he's like curled up in a ball next to a tree. And he just goes, do you have any food? And the kid reaches in his pocket and he finds like some sort of snack in a bag. Um, and he hesitantly approaches Kent and is passing it over. And Kent completely bypasses the snack bag and decides to take the finger instead. Just yeah! snatches his boy's finger off. And this boy starts freaking out, running off, screaming. He's like, Mom! Mom! What kind of fucking kid likes clowns? This is bullshit. Like, I know, it's Jack's fault. It's not really Jack's fault. I'm just being a dick. So the next day, Meg is dropping Jack off at school. And we see her talking to administration and she's like saying like, if anyone else comes besides me or my sister, like, don't let them take Jack. Like, you know, whatnot. And Jack's sitting outside and hears all of this. Um... And she comes out and she reiterates the same thing to him. She says, like, who is allowed to pick you up today? And he goes, you were Aunt Denise. And she's like, yeah. And That's right. And Jack asks, is dad bad? And Meg goes, no, no, honey, he's not bad. He's just going through a hard, hard midlife crisis right now. Um... But then she tells him to have a good day. She goes, bye doll, and walks off. And then these fucking losers walk up behind him and go, bye doll, and shove him into the locker? Excuse me, doll is like the cutest pet name ever. Please call me doll. It's adorable. I love it. I call everybody doll. Like, maybe they were just bitter that they didn't have some, like, cute blonde lady calling them doll. I don't know. Maybe so. Either way, it was just rude and unnecessary. Like, this kid is going through enough. He likes clowns. Um, Meg, back at home, finds the book. This book that um, Kent was talking about. And she's flipping through it a little bit. But then she kind of gets disturbed and closes it. So now Kent is at a public restroom and he's looking over himself and he does not look good. It's very disturbing. Um, his eyes, like his eye whites are kind of starting to yellow. And then his like irises are becoming like a vibrant electric blue. Um, and then he looks at his teeth and he's essentially got bangs. They are busted. Um, but while he's in the bathroom, a school bus stops off and these kids get out to use the bathroom. Um, while he's in the stall, these little boys enter the restroom and they're like knocking on his door and he is freaking out. At this point, he is hungry for children. Lovely. Um, but... There's this point where there's a kid using the stall next to him. And he's, like, standing on top of the toilet seat. He's, like, crouching on the toilet seat so the kids don't see him. 
and he starts to reach down to like grab this kid's ankle but then he slips and falls off the toilet and another kid looks over the stall and goes like what the fuck what the fuck why do you look like that and he runs out and he's like don't look at me leave me alone stay away from me um he then elects to go to one of his rental property or one of his properties he's selling to chill at for a while um i'm not sure if this is like a motel room or an apartment it looks like a motel room um but he as he's going in he drops one of the keys um as he reaches down, we can see that one of his nails is busted off and a claw is growing out. Oh, oh my god, that's lovely. Love it. Um, but then he hears someone behind him and turns around. And it's a little boy. And it's honestly such an adorable little kid. Honestly. Like, whatever is going to happen to this child, I don't want it to. Um, the boy asks if he's a clown. Crazy how the little boy is the only one who realizes that this thing looks more like a demon than a clown. Um, but <laughs> Ken's stomach automatically starts to growl. And the kid hears it and he's like, are you hungry? I have food. And this kid proceeds to list off every possible food ever. He's like, bananas, apples, cupcakes, ice cream, um, um, like crackers like all of these foods and and kent is just salivating whoa you're really hungry if you want to eat i got some cookie crisps and waffles and cinnamon toast crunch and chocolate chips and chips and some jelly beans and some beef jerky and a lunchable and some cookies and grilled cheese and He tells the kid to stay away, and he locks the door behind him. The next shot, we see that Ken is putting a gun, I think a revolver, and his phone on a table. Um, so we already kind of know where this could be going. He's interrupted by a knock at the door. And he opens it, and here's this little fucking kid. I have cereal! You are cereal. Get out of there. So Kent closes the door and ignores him. The next shot we get, Kent is like break. <clears throat> so then Kent closes the door and he is breaking down. He's like curled up in a ball. But something you notice is that when Kent put on the suit, it was very much like a normal clown suit. Like, you know, it was like baggy, puffy, whatever. Now... The suit is like Avengers costume tight. You can, it looks like there's veins running through it. It's skin tight. So, that's fucked up. Um, the next day, back with Megan Jack, um, they are noticing that Shadow is acting really weird. They're not necessarily too sure what that's about. Um, but, then, the phone rings. Meg answers it, and it's Kent. 
And she's like, hey, where are you? Like, tell me where you are. I'll come and find you. Um, and he just goes, this is the only way. And he hangs up the phone. But he doesn't tell her what the only way is. So, cool. Um, leave her hanging there. Um, but he hangs up the phone and we see he is sitting in the tub. Um, he has the gun and he looks really melancholy. Um, he puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger and bam, blood all over the wall behind him. But it's rainbow, like pride. Fuck out my way when you see me. I'm rolling with the LGBT. But it doesn't work. He is alive. He's obviously like freaking out because there's a hole in the back of his head. Um, but Meg, back at the house, is pretty much, you know, ready to go out and look for him. She mentions that once when her and Ken got into a fight, he went to one of his rental properties. So she's assuming that he's at one of his rental properties just trying to blow off steam. She leaves Jack with Denise and she takes off. The whole time Meg is searching, like, I'm wondering, why why are you entering every single house? Why are you entering every house and looking around? Wouldn't, would, would, wouldn't you just be able to see that his car is not anywhere? None of those houses, his car is there. So what makes you think he is? Come on, babe. Granted, I don't think he has his car anymore, but does she know that? Um, but basically, Kent at this point has gone to the hardware store and he has this elaborate suicide trap. Um, he has these two power saws going and they're like facing each other, like right in front of each other. And he's sitting in a chair. His idea basically is he is going to push himself back to where he falls onto the saw blades and that way he'll be decapitated. I mean, clever idea. Um, But every time he goes to push himself back, he hesitates and he goes back forward. He has this multiple times. And while this is going on, we see like somebody like fumbling with keys and trying to get into the room. Um, when the door opens, we see that it's this little boy. And the little boy goes, hey, clown. Um, so at this point, Kent is leaning back. The boy scares him. So Kent, when he falls, he falls at an angle. And instead of falling on the saw blades, he falls next to them. And knocks them over. The saw blades fall. One of them snaps off and flies across the room through the kid. And it's it's a really fucked up scene the way it's done. Because you see the saws fall. You see the saw fly and get stuck in the wall. And it's silent. But you see the blood on the saw. And then they show the back of the little boy as he kind of just falls. Kent is horrified. Like, it was an accident. But he is very much responsible for this child's death. Um, he 
goes over to his body and he's like checking him and like I mean obviously the kid's dead but he's like freaking out and crying and he has blood on his hands and then he suddenly starts to just suck the blood off his fingers um but just after this happened Meg pulls up to the building like finally oh okay um she tries to enter the room and Kent is like no you can't come in and Meg is like, Ken, I believe you. Like, I do. I just want you to come home. I believe that there's something wrong. She then tells him that she's pregnant. This changes his tune. And he opens the door. And he goes, can you just take me home? We don't see anything but Meg's face. And the moment the door opens, Meg looks scared. She looks like distraught like something something is not right um as meg closes and locks the door we see what meg saw there are just bloody bones all over the floor of this room bare bones no like there there's no skin left on these bones it's disgusting um that poor kid um but then they go back to the house and Kent is essentially like, okay, chain me up because you can't trust me. And she's like, what do you want me to do? What can I do for you? And he goes, no matter what I tell you, no matter what I say, don't let me out. And Meg's like, okay. Um, she goes upstairs and she starts looking through this clown demon book, right? And she notices something. She notices that there's a picture of Carlson and Martin together. And Carlson is wearing the fucking clown costume. Okay. So this is a little, this is a little interesting. Because up until this point, Carlson was like, well, the only way to kill the demon is to behead it. Well, that's crazy because you were the demon. And you still have your head. So what does this mean? Um, basically, Carlson wore the costume because he was a clown at a children's cancer ward. Interesting. So Meg goes to the hospital to visit Carlson, who apparently is not dead. She tells him that she wants her husband back and he can't talk, so he's just writing this all out on paper. Like a pad. And he writes down, where is he? Um, she says she doesn't know and that the police are still looking for him. This is a lie. But, like, also, she does know that this man tried to kill her husband and even though her husband's currently turning into a demon, he's still her husband. This this is very much um, that that arc in Charmed where like Phoebe found out that Cole was evil and she had to choose between her sisters and him. Like oh my god, oh my god, it's a full circle moment for me. Um, Carlson says, "Don't trust him." Um, so they talk a little bit and she asks him, 
how to take the costume off. And he begins to write. He's writing! He has the pen and he's scribbling. And Meg just goes, if you, want, if you don't want to help out, I'll do it myself. Let him finish writing. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> just kidding, Meg. Just kidding, Meg. You are doing the best you can. Um. <laughs> so, um. Meg decides to go to the property where the costume was found. And she's doing some looking around. And as she's going up the stairs, we see that there's a shadow passing by in the sunlight. Um, like the sunlight is... Like the sunlight is on, like shining on the floor and we can see a shadow walk by outside. Um, but up in the attic, Meg finds like these like... These stakes in the ground or in the floor. And then she finds a chair that fits perfectly over it. This chair has iron restraints. <laughs> like for the legs and the arms. Um she then finds a video camera facing it that's under a blanket. Um She goes to watch this video and she sees Martin. He's filming. And then as Martin walks away, we see that Carlson is in the chair in full demon form. And I'm going to say straight up, it looks a little silly. It does. It looks a little silly the way he's like moving and the way he looks. But I, I am able to look past the silly factor because of the fact that like this is a clown eating children and that's really fucked up. So, um, in this video, we see Martin walk off camera, and then he pulls a wheelchair in, and you can't really see, but I think there's a child in the wheelchair. Um, we then see Martin reach over to Carlson's wrist restraint and undo it and the second he does we see Carlson lunge at this child we then from that point just get Meg's reaction as we hear this child scream along with the coin I guess you can call it screaming um let's call it the clown you can hear the clown screaming too um really really fucked up but at school Jack is sitting on the stairs crying because his life is hard. He likes clowns, and now he can't even like clowns faithfully because his dad's a demon clown. And here comes these fucking little dicks. One of them is named Colton. Um, and Colton has a bottle of Elmer's glue, and he's like, hey, yeah, yeah. They're like bullying him, and he goes, um, do you want to be, be a clown just like your fag daddy? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> don't don't drag don't drag us fags into this. Like <laughs> we didn't do nothing wrong. Um but basically Jack swats at him and is like, fuck off. 
So they push him up against the wall and they're attempting to pour Elmer's glue all over his face. Jack bites Colton's hand and takes off. And by takes off, I mean this boy literally runs out the door and full speed books it off campus. He ain't got time for addition, subtraction, none of that. He is subtracting himself from this situation. That is that. Um, But he gets home and he's calling for his mom and he hears Kent in the basement. Kent is not doing well because we see that there is bloody bones falling out of his mouth. Is this, are these teeth? Are these actual bones? I don't know. Um, but he hears Jack calling and calls him down like, Jack, I need help. Um, and Jack says, mommy told me that if you try to talk to me, I have to tell one of the teachers. And Kent goes, mom says it's okay. As Jack is going down the stairs, Kent goes, come here. I want to see my favorite birthday boy. Gross! Ew, creepy! Like, oh my god, ew. Um, weird. Um, but back to Meg, she gets a call from Denise, and Denise is like, hey, I was supposed to pick up um, Jack from school today, right? And Meg goes, yeah, thank you so much. And Denise goes, yeah, that's not going to happen. He's not here. <laughs> and Meg's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so now Jack is downstairs, and he's crying. Kent says, you're crying. What's wrong? You can always talk to Demo. Um, Jack pretty much tells him, like, yeah, Colton and them were, like, bullying the shit out of me, threatening to glue my face and all this stuff. And Kent goes, oh, God. You know what I did when I used to get bullied? I hid. And Jack's like, okay. <laughs> um, Kent asks him if he knows where the bolt cutters are. And just then, Meg, we see Meg pull up and run into the house. Um... Meg is calling for both of them, and as she turns around, she's jump-scared by Jack. She hugs him and says, Don't ever do that shit to me again. Why'd you leave school? Um, she asks him where Kent is, and he doesn't answer. So now, we're with Colton. That's one of Jack's bullies, who is pulling up to the house his house and he hops on playstation and yo we are treated to the most like cringy yet accurate possible gamer bro dialogue in the entire world (laughs) i just want to tell you something you guys suck balls Shit where the rocket launcher is. Oh, shit. Ha ha. Bitch. Stupid immature banter. <laughs> um, but he's playing video games, and we see that Kent has entered the house. We see him, like, kind of walk up behind him and watch him. 
And then we hear one of Colton's friends say, rocket launchers are for bitches, man. And you know what? I couldn't fucking agree more. You know what is so annoying is when you you are in like an an AR battle with somebody and then they just they just go fuck it and pull out the rocket launcher. Like that is so fake. Go to hell. Um <laughs> But Colton goes into the kitchen and he notices that the door is open. And he goes, You guys, I think someone broke in my house. He is elated. He is so excited. And why is he excited? Because he gets to use his nunchucks. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, if an intruder busts in my house, the nunchuck is the last thing I'm picking up. Like, get me a machete. Get me, like, a vacuum pole. Like, something that is gonna do something. A nunchuck. Um. But as Colton is, like, looking around, we see that somebody is teabagging his character on the and then one of his friends goes, that's what I was doing to Colton's mom last night. <laughs> so if that makes you feel better, Colton is very much getting flamed outside of school. Um, but Colton turns around and he sees Ken. And he goes, Mr. He goes, is Jack here? Like, what are you doing here, Mr. McCoy? Um, he's backing up as Ken is, like, closing in on him. And this friend who was helping Colton bully Jack at school is literally to the point where Kent can hear it. It's coming from the TV. He goes, yeah, dude, at school today, um, Colton was gonna put glue all over Jack's face and then called his dad a clown fag. And then he, um, bit Colton's hand. Colton was beating his ass. And... <laughs> and Colton is like, oh, God. Like, this the worst, worst case scenario. Um, Colton turns his head. And he goes, shut up! And as he turns back, Kent is full speed running at him and bites his face. And it's not like a little bite. It's like his mouth gets so big. Um, and then we see his brain smack the TV. Cool. 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 Um, so back home, Meg is taking Jack to her dad's, as he suggest suggested. Um, and she notices that he hasn't packed away his clown doll, and she's really confused. Like, what, you don't want it anymore? You don't want to take your, you don't want to take your buddy? Jack picks up the doll and hides it in the bin. Like, bitch, what do you mean? His dad is possessed by a clown. His dad is acting weird and looks like a clown. What would make you think he has any interest in clowns anymore? Um, but then Meg goes downstairs and notices that this doggy gate is just fucked. And she's like, Shadow! Shadow! Um... She hears him growling, and it is a really scary growl. Like, it, he, it's very vicious. She turns around, and his fur is noticeably lighter, and his eyes look, like, really demonic. Um, and 
and he, he just looks rabid. As he gets closer into the light, we can see that his nose is red. So, cool. Um, Meg falls down, and Shadow goes to lunge her. But then he is decapitated by a machete, which is welded by Carlson, who was apparently out of the hospital. And he just goes, where is he? <laughs> and Meg, Meg is like, oh my god, get away from me and my family. You killed my fucking dog. Like, girl, you were one step away from puppy chow. Calm down. Um, but then she looks at Shadow's body and realizes there's, like, weird, like, rainbowy foam coming out of him. And she's like, fuck. So now she decides to sit down and let Carlson explain himself. So they sit down at the dinner table. And, um, Carlson starts to kind of get into the backstory. So he found the costume because he was working at the costume shop, you know, and um, his brother was um, a doctor in the children's cancer ward. Um, So Carlson finds this clown costume in the chest at an estate sale. And he decides that he's going to dress up as a clown and show up to the hospital to entertain the kids. Um, he puts the costume on and he starts to get possessed by it and whatnot. And his brother is helping him out. His brother tells him he'll take care of it. One day Carlson wakes up and he's not in the clown suit. He's totally normal. And he doesn't remember anything. Um, he explains that his brother pretty much brought five close-to-death children for him to feast on. One each representing a month of winter. Which is if you live in Michigan... I'm so sorry to these children because it could vary from like five to six to ten. You know. Um, <laughs> um, sometimes two. You never fucking know here. Pretty much at this point, Carlson loses contact with um, Martin once they get older. Martin pretty much just spends his days at the house guarding the costume, making sure it doesn't go anywhere. And I just want to say, I think it's really funny because they're like, yeah, he goes, we chained it up or we, um, we tried destroying the suit. He also declares that they tried to destroy the suit. They tried burning it. They tried putting it in acid. And he says like, we couldn't very well sink it at the bottom of the lake god forbid somebody found it and then what you know so pretty much martin just had to sit there and protect it until the day he died um but like y'all didn't think to put like a lock on the chest that couldn't like be broken like maybe like maybe like close the chest right and maybe weld it shut 
granted, we know the costume is indestructible. We don't know about the box. We don't know about the box. But anyway, Carlson then says that, like, any part of the costume consumed or used can take somebody. So this explains Shadow, because if you remember from earlier, Shadow actually ate the clown nose. So, yeah. Shadow was a clown dog. Um, notice how in this one I didn't really get get too into the fact that Shadow died. Um, it's because of the fact they actually made it a part of the story. Like, Shadow was actually a character. The problem I have with dogs dying in movies is that the dog doesn't have any agency. The dog has no motive. The dog has no reason to be in the situation other than the fact he lives in the home of the people we're following. In this movie, Shadow ate the nose, which automatically inserted him into the plot which I can firmly say, I will accept that as being a plausible reason to kill the dog. Is it sad? Yes, it's absolutely sad. But they made it have a reason. So, okay, we'll let it slide. If we can excuse Jenna Malone dry humping a corpse then we can excuse Clown Dog getting the axe. Um, (laughs) So, Meg says, Kent would never kill a child. And, like, his track record is, like... Hello? Hey, Meg? Meg, I have news for you. Um... (laughs) Carlson goes downstairs and he sees that there is very much a child's jawbone on the floor. And Meg's like, oh, whoops. (laughs) Awkward. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Um, They ask where Jack went, or they ask Jack where Kent went. He's like, he went to Colton's. Cool. So, they decide they're going to go find Ken. On their way out the door, Carlson turns around, looks Jack dead in the face, and he says, Jack, we have to kill your daddy. Oh, my God. What One thing about this man is he is to the point. Like, he's not fucking with shit. Like, he he will stop at nothing to destroy this demon. Um, and he does not give a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Meg says, like, hold on, no. Like, we're not going to kill him. Like, there's, like, you know there's got to be a way. Like, we can't. And Carlson goes, okay, fine. Then we're going to capture him and we're going to chain him up until we can find another way. So Meg drops off Jack at Walt's and pretty much says, like, hey, I gotta go somewhere. And 
Walt is like, what is going on with Kent? Like, can you tell me something? She goes, no, I honestly can't. Gotta go. And she just speeds off. Like, she literally almost ran over his foot. <laughs> Which I almost did to one of my drug dealers before. Um, so they get to Colton's house, Megan and Carlson. And they find all this carnage. And they're like, okay, great. You know? And there's nothing left of this kid. Literally, all that is left is, like, his bottom half. So we just see his legs in just, like, a pile of mush. It's really gross. Um, Carlson, though, they're trying to figure out where Ken could go. And Carlson says, well, he would probably go somewhere where he could hide in plain sight and, like, blend in. And at this point, there's not anywhere. Or, you know, somewhere where there's a lot of kids. Um, They're like, okay... And Meg kind of comes to a realization, like, oh, I know exactly where he could be. And it is at, like, a bootleg Chuck E. Cheese. Um, While in the car, Carlson says, like, don't trust him. Like, make sure you don't trust him. And Meg goes, like, Kent Kent is fine. He wouldn't do anything. And this is where Carlson says, I wish that Martin would have killed me. I can see why. Um, yeah, you're no longer a clown or cloin, but at the end of the day, you do have to live the rest of your life knowing the reason you aren't is because five innocent children had to die. Granted, it was a little bit different for him because I'm not justifying this in the slightest. I want to preface that. Um, but with that being said, they did pick kids close to death. Ken is just going after any kid willy-nilly, except for Colton. He kind of had motive there because Colton was mean to his son. Um, Meg is looking around the arcade. She tells Carlson not to come in because he looks sus. He literally looks like an escaped mental hospital patient is what she tells him. Um, But she looks around and she can't find him anywhere. She's looking like in this ball pit. She turns around, and as she turns around, we see that this kid is in the ball pit, like, throwing balls, and he just disappears. He is swallowed into the ball pit. Um, Meg gives up and goes back to the car, but Carlson isn't there. This guy is just wild. But... A kid then cannonballs into the balls and realizes that it's wet. He goes, somebody peed in here. And he gets out and we see that there is blood on his clothes. So that little boy is obviously dead. Um, But meanwhile, another little boy is crawling through the play structure looking for his friend. And you know how those go. It's like the, you have like the round tubes that connect the little areas in the play place. Yeah. Um... But he's climbing through, and he comes up to a little girl who goes, don't go up there. And then she slides down the slide. Scary! Um, but he proceeds to go up there anyway. Um, while he crawls into a little cube, we see that there's a bloody handprint on the wall. Um, finally, he finds Greg, and he goes, there you are. All of a sudden, Greg is just drug into the void. Like, we don't... He's just drug into another section of the play place. This boy follows him and sees Kent about to eat him. Um, 
Kent turns around and looks, and Kent looks scary. Like, it's honestly really gross. Like, he just looks, like, he looks like he's decomposing, but he also just looks like a, a demon. Um... When, but when Kent turns to look at this little boy, Greg is able to jump down the slide and get away. That's great for Greg. Greg. But then this little boy who came after him gets attacked and Kent starts to rip into him. And Greg watches as the little, and Greg watches as this little boy's lower half is just thrown across the play place. Um, he takes the slide down and runs to find his mom. And just then, just like a rush of blood comes down the slide, followed by this boy's arm. Um, everyone is freaking out and evacuating. And just as everyone's evacuating, Meg enters. Somebody tells her, get your kids. There's someone dressed as a clown killing people. And Meg's like, oh, this is so embarrassing. That's actually my husband. He's not a clown. <laughs> I, I know the costume may fool you, but he's not a clown. Um, but eventually Meg finds Carlson. And they follow a blood trail to find him, which leads them into, like, this glow-in-the-dark putt-putt place. Carlson has an axe, and Meg goes, what's that for? Um, wood? <laughs> no. He says it's for protection. But they find him in this mini golf course. And Meg's like, hey, babe, we're going to help you, okay? Carlson's here and Kent's like, first of all, maybe not the best idea to bring up the fact that the man who tried to kill him is here to help him. Maybe, maybe like, break that a little more gently. But anyway, Kent's like, that dude's crazy. This, he does not have a leg to stand on. He is very, um, but then Carlson runs up and tries to behead him, and Kent gets the better of him. Meg starts pleading with Kent, like, don't do this, don't do this, like, we're gonna help you. Kent turns around, and in this demonic voice just says, one more child. So, Kent is not in there. It is completely the cloin, at, or the clown at this point. Um... She says no. And it says, okay. And the clown says, okay, well, why don't I just kill Jack then? The clown then tells Meg to bring the child to our spot, babe. Um, the police enter the room as the clown leaves. And Meg sneaks out the door, leaving Carlson on the floor with the axe as the police surround him. Um, her dad calls and is like, hey, like, Jack's being really weird. Can you tell me what's going on? And Meg goes, no, but just take Jack and leave. Um, she gets in her car and she gets, she's just sitting there for a minute, kind of trying to process everything. There's one kid she actually almost took, but then his mom found him, and then his mom was like, thank you so much. So, like, she went back into her car. But then there's a knock on the window. And it says, little girl. She said, hi, you used to work at the doctor's office I went to. Um, 
and you seemed really nice. I can't find my mom. Can you give me a ride home? Mech doesn't answer, and this little girl walks around the car and gets into the passenger seat and just goes, you're so nice. Okay, girl, that's rude. Um, But so Meg pulls up to the spot, right? It's not this little girl's house. Um, And there's this really fucked up part where the little girl's like, thank you, thank you so much. And she's like, yeah, if it was my son, I'd want somebody to help him too. You are not slick. So, like, obviously, this is the decision I have an issue with Meg making. Um, granted, she was threatened with the idea that he would kill her son. In that moment, I'm not a parent. I could only imagine what a parent in that scenario who actually, you know, genuinely loves and cares about their child would do. You know? Like, what would you do? So, I do still think that she's in the wrong for this because, like, that's fucked up. But also, that little girl was very much in the wrong for thinking she'd just hop in this woman's car. But this little girl says, she goes, we're here. And this little girl says, thank you, and gets out of the car without even looking out a single window. And as she gets out, she's like, this isn't my house. And Meg slams the door behind her and locks it. Um, then the little girl's like, hey, can you let me in? This isn't my house. And she's, like, banging on the door. Meg is, like, staring forward and refusing to acknowledge her, just kind of waiting for Kent to come and get her. This little girl's, like, frantically knocking and screaming, like, please let me in, let me in, let me in. And then she hears rustling in the leaves away from her. She goes, no, somebody's out here. Please let me in, let me in, let me in. And she's, like, screaming. And finally, Meg... Meg is just, Meg can't do it. This this is not something she can deal with. So she opens the door and she grabs this little ar- girl's arm and starts pulling her into the car, saying it's not safe. Now the girl's scared and is pulling away and doesn't want in the car. And it's like, yeah, bitch, because like, what do you, what do you expect? That was scary. Like, why would you do that? Like, even, even if like, there was somebody out there, there's a good chance that person could help her. <laughs> but then a cop pulls up, and this little girl just takes off. Um, the cop tells Meg to wait as he goes to chase for the little girl. But then Meg realizes, like, oh no. Jack is in danger. She calls her dad up on the way, but he doesn't answer. So where's Walt? Where's her dad? He thought it would be a good idea to take Jack to their house. Like, Meg Kent in in Jack's house to confront Kent. So many issues here. First and foremost, you were explicitly asked by Jack's mother not to come to the house. Jack was not to be at the house. So why do you think it's okay to have Jack at the house when you're there when she doesn't want Jack at the house when she or Kent is there. Huh? Huh? So in the house, Meg is like, Dad, what the fuck? Like, I literally said, don't bring him back here. Um, 
and Walt goes, honey, it's okay. I don't want you to go down for what he did. We can clean this all up. The blood, and we realize he's probably seen the blood from Shadow and the blood and bones from this little hotel boy, motel boy. And as he's saying this, the clown comes up behind him and grabs his face and, like, snaps his neck, right? But he he turns his head back forward, Walt, and his entire jaw has been ripped off. And his tongue is just, like, hanging out of his face. It is so gnarly. Um, but now Kent looks, like, really scary. His skin is just, like, completely decayed and white. And his eyes are, like, black. And he does this horrific scream. Um, and Meg runs away. She slips in Shadow's blood about 643 times. <laughs> like, it is so funny because this clown is actually, like, really fast. It's a demon. And she is just slipping. Like, she's slipping and sliding. It honestly looks like the Dirty video. <laughs> like, it honestly does. So Meg runs into the garage and she grabs a hammer to defend herself. Um... She's in there, and the door's still open. She looks through the crack, and she sees Jack is coming down the stairs. Shit. So she kind of motions for him to go back up, and he does. Just as he does, just as he does, Kent pops up in the doorway and starts to give chase with her in the garage. Um, he eventually slams her into the wall. And as he does... Um, he begins to sense something and then he looks down and lifts up her shirt she has a child in her so he kind of stabs a claw into her stomach and she screams for Jack to run and the clown turns around and goes Jack (laughs) Lord um, Kent or the clown goes to look for Jack and as he does Meg runs up behind him and start and grabs a knife and just starts going to town on him she's like slicing him up screaming you motherfucker fucker fuck you and he grabs her and bites a chunk out of her shoulder and then throws her into a mirror knocking her out that she should have stabbed, but that's just me. It was it was still iconic to see her go in like that. Go Meg. Um So now um we go to Jack who is hiding under the stairs. And he can kind of see he had climbed under through this small gap. Um and he's peeping through and can see Kent off in the distance. Um and he puts himself up against the wall. Um, He then goes to look around the corner and the clown reaches his arm in and tries to grab for him, but the space is too small and Jack backs up so he's able to be out of reach. Um, After a minute, Jack attempts to climb out 
and this giant fucking shelf starts getting shoved or this cabinet gets shoved in front of the hole. So now Jack is blocked in there. And as he's like under there, he hears somebody using the stairs like they're walking up them. Suddenly the clown breaks through the fucking plank on the stair and starts reaching for Jack and Jack is flipping out. Um, he's about to reach for Jack and Meg comes up behind him with the ex machina and wraps the chain around his this chain around his neck um he knocks her down but as he goes to rush for her he's been chained to the boiler and he falls to his knees um so when she was slicing him, she had slit his throat. So the chain is kind of digging into that cut and making him splurt a or squirt a little blood. Um, she grabs the sledgehammer and is about to behead him. But then Kent's voice comes through and says, Meg, help me. And Meg kind of settles for a moment and she starts to get really somber. And she looks down at Jack and goes, Jack, I need you to go get that book daddy brought home and I need you to get more chains. And Jack goes, why? And Meg goes, so we can help daddy. And Jack goes, that's not daddy. And Meg kind of starts to come to the realization. She starts to kind of recall what Carlson's been telling her, like, don't trust Ken. And as she is... Kent runs up and starts charging them. Um, so Meg snatches the sledgehammer and hits him, like, in between the shoulder blades, which knocks him forward, and because of the chain, it beheads him. Um, Meg hugs Jack, and she's, like, holding him, you know, typical, like, the movie's over. Um, a lot of our family members are dead. I'm, I love my kids kind of moment <laughs> um but ken is still alive because there's a fucking like artery attached and so meg literally has to put a foot on his shoulder and yank his head off and she like pulls and it snaps so what happened with shadow with like the rainbowy foam happens and the clown kind of starts to melt away and it's just kent's head and kent's body um, at the police station, we see that Kent's belongings are being bagged up in evidence, along with the costume. That was clown. We're all done. So, um, why is it that every time I end the plot, I just say so? Like, I am so repetitive, it's ridiculous. But anyway, so, um... <laughs> Basically, this movie was really interesting. I don't watch this movie often, and it's because, honestly, I forget about it a lot. Um, but the thing is, is there is something to be said about the mythology in this movie. It's really cool. I like what they did with the clown. 
I like the cloin story. And I like how, you know, they kind of tie that to, it used to be really easy for this demon to lure kids in. But then it had to get creative and it had to change the way it did things. And that's why we have what we have now, which is the clone. That's an interesting aspect that I very much enjoy. Um, furthermore, the idea that this costume is skin was a very, very clever play, in my opinion, on a demonic possession. Um, there's like, you know, there's that movie Bad Hair where like the hair kind of possesses the people. And, you know, that movie got shit on, but I actually really liked that Another thing is the performances all around were very great. Um, I think Andy Powers and Laura Ellen were like a very believable married couple. Um, they both they both also just did amazing in their roles. Um, I believed Ken. I really did. Um, I hated him as a character. I thought he was kind of a dick. But I am. You know what's funny? I'm going to throw this in real quick. My best friend the other day listens to my podcast. And they told me, they said, um, you know, there's been two episodes because they thought that I was too lenient with Kate and Orphan and too lenient with Grace in the Lodge. And they told me, I think that your hatred of men outweighs anything and you are unable to see the wrong that any women do i'm like you know what you may be right so that's something we're gonna work on also that friend will definitely be on this podcast and we are gonna discuss hereditary at some point we're gonna have a fun time we talk about that movie every time we're together at least once and we're if you think i'm funny if you think i'm funny wait until you meet them (laughs) um but with that being said, um, I didn't like Kent as a character, but I worried for him and I felt for him and I had empathy for him. Um, so my likes about this movie, like I said, the costume possessing him, that was a really cool aspect. I liked the performances. Um, I also very much liked that they weren't afraid and this is I hope this doesn't sound bad but I respect when movies aren't afraid to kill the kid um I think that that shock factor that is similar to killing a dog right except for the fact that dogs don't have agency so like killing a dog except for in this movie ends up being cruel um but like with a kid you know, um, they do, for the most part, have a very pivotal part in the story. And these kids kind of don't, but also they do because they're the victims of this demon who we're following. So, yeah, I guess like I, you know, with the gore and stuff, they weren't afraid to go there. That's what I'll say is they weren't afraid to go there with their violence. Um, another like, let me, I mean, again, sad that the dog died, but I liked that they did it while giving it a reason besides the fact it was just there. 
like they actually incorporated this into the story and i will say the idea of the clown dog was really cool you know like they gave us subtle hints i mean it kind of helped us to understand maybe what kent could be going through too because like that scene where shadow's like aggressively digging through the garbage like and then like um they think he's sick or something and he's acting weird and this all happens after we see him eat the dog nose so really they gave us a reason and a setup and it was fine dislikes um i guess my real only complaint would be that sometimes the dialogue didn't feel real um i will also say i personally don't get offended by the word fag um, I used to, but at this point, I kind of think it's funny because it's just a very unoriginal insult, and I've learned to kind of enjoy the word, and I don't really see it, an issue with it, but, like, with that being said, like, I don't get the necessity of using that word as an insult to someone who isn't even queer-coded, queer-coded in the slightest, like, he's a clown which i don't know what would make him you know that but i feel like that's just there's certain um insults that movies just don't need to use unless like they actually make sense but yeah i don't i don't have many dislikes about this movie that i can think of i think it was okay i guess another one i could throw in there would just be I don't know, I don't think Meg's character would have sacrificed a child. I don't know. I just feel like she would be the type that would, like, probably go to the police and get help from them. Um, now I'm gonna remember this time, you guys. I am going to do my favorite character, and... I know I said that the costume shop goth girl was going to be my favorite. But I actually gotta give my favorite character to Meg. Um, I feel like it was really cool because she starts the movie off as being the protagonist's wife. And throughout the movie, she turns herself into the protagonist. She's like proactive and whatnot. And she also, um, fucked Kent up with that knife. That was iconic. Um, and also she called her son Doll, and that was just cute. Um, I don't know. I also like the fact that she believed Kent and she was willing to help him as opposed to demonizing him and calling him crazy. Like, she she didn't even see him really physically transforming. She just saw the wig thing, which she thought was perm and curl, and the makeup and the costume. But she could tell from his demeanor that something was wrong, which means she has some intuition. With that being said, I still, sacrificing a child I don't fuck with, and, you know, whatever. But yeah, like, probably Meg. Um, I was going to do final thoughts, but I think I've really said everything I need to say. So I'm just going to rate this, this sucker. Um, I'm going to give this one a seven out of 10.
7 out of 10 simply, like, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I enjoy watching it. But, I don't know. It It's not as scary to me as it is violent. It is, it is scary. It's really disturbing. But it just doesn't hit as scary for me as other movies. Um, and also, it does get slow sometimes. Alright, everybody. Um, that was that. I really want to thank you all for listening. Um, some of you listen weekly, and that's really, really dope. Um, I want to keep putting on stuff that you guys like. So, again, if you have any suggestions, Girls Goose Gay. Goose. Goose. I said the whole thing wrong, too, because I said girls. Ghouls, girls, gays. All one word on Instagram. You can DM me and tell me to watch something, and I just might. Um, thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to y'all next week.